So welcome to the Prevent Table, or Preventable, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, here with us today is Christia DeShields. Hi. And Christia is, I mean, if I listed all of your titles, we would be here the entire episode. But in a nutshell, you're a travel blogger, wife, mom of three, teacher, faith leader in your community. Uh, apparently, you write some songs and sing apparently apparently <laughs> yes. right and she we used to work together yeah so good to be back with you guys nice nice <laughs> a to name change right it was ncada when i was there but prevent i love prevent thank prevent you ed. prevent yes. prevented yes, yes exactly <laughs> so today christy i asked you to join the conversation around all things mom yeah like mommy uh you've seen i'm sure the onesies that say I'm the reason mommy drinks yeah. or the cups that say mom juice. Yeah. Um, what's the deal with those? And how, I mean, what, what do you, as a mom of three, yeah. how do you push back against some of that narrative that you basically have to be drunk in order to deal with your children? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, it's interesting because I would I, I saw that culture a little bit before I became a mom, you know, and I really didn't think anything of it. You know, I'm a teacher, I was a teacher at the time, and in the classroom I had kids. Kids are, like, wild, you know. I'm not going to even sit here and say <laughs> that parenthood is, like, easy because it's not. Um, but I, I, I always kind of, like, had a pause about, you know, just, like, drinking my frustrations away about my kids, you know. And so I, I just, I, that's something that I don't want my kids to grow up with thinking that like I'm drinking because of them. So it's something that I do push back on and it's something that I do, I push back on too, just like by being who I am and, um, and, and my faith, you know, kind of, it helps me because it really, literally it takes a village to raise kids. <laughs> I'm not going to even lie. That we is need, true. You know, we, we need all the help that we can get, but there's also like a better way, you know, besides like drinking our cares away. So you host, I, I stalk you on social, I'm not going to lie. So I know you and Kenny, your yeah. husband, have started hosting Shabbat dinners. Yeah. And basically, from what I gather, it's come one, come all, mm -hmm. gather in our backyard, which is beautiful, by the oh, way. Who makes dinner? Are you making dinner? So it 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 turns into kind of like a potluck. So mm. Shabbat is all about rest, you know, because like in our society, it's like, hustle harder and team no sleep no brothers and sisters I need sleep you know three <laughs> kids I need some sleep so it's like I think we've bought into the lives of society that if we're not hustling if we're not like not sleeping if we're not we don't stop working then we're not doing it right and I I just push back on that I think that rest is very important for us like and we believe in God our creator he rested you know so like how is he gonna rest and we're not gonna rest you know and so uh, Shabbat is all about that. It's all about taking time to just like be present with your kids, be present with your friends, um, talk about your, you know, your week, bless each other, ha share a meal. And it's, it's turned into kind of like a potluck. So people bring like different things or I'll do something really simple like grilling or like make a ch charcuterie board. That's like the easiest Ooh, thing yes. to do Love in life. Board. And it looks so fancy. It's very but fancy looking. <laughs> You're just, like, I literally cut some cheese. <laughs> you just throw a whole bunch of meat and cheese on there. And it looks amazing, you know? You can't mess that up. And some no. fruit, it just looks so pretty. So it's it, we try to make it like the least work possible where we just enjoy each other. And we found 
the last couple of times, well, the first couple of weeks that we do what we do on Friday, it was so hard for me to rest. Like, Oh, I bet. Like, Friday nights are the worst for me. I come home and I'm like yeah. either right away asleep. Yeah. I mean, if somebody invites me to something on Friday night, I'm like, you must really not like me. Because <laughs> <Like, laughs> you're exhausted from the week. Yeah, but it's not a good rest. Yeah. It's not an intentional rest. It's like, let me pass out mm-hmm. on the couch. Yeah. So for me, I was like, I got projects to do. I got to do this. My mind wouldn't rest. But like after I got into the rhythm of it, I was like, wow, this is amazing. And we noticed that like our kids go to bed earlier. Mm. They it's like their favorite day of the week. They're like, oh. because people come over and like we laugh and have fun. And they like it, our house just feels so peaceful. Mm. So that's something that we've incorporated into like our rhythm is just like we need to rest. Like now we, do people drink at your dinners? Yeah. So we do a communion and we use wine. But so everyone how, has like a glass yeah, of wine. How do you talk to your kids about that? Like so, do you make a distinction between like this is a grown up drink, do. this is you know, talk about yeah. how you because you have, as I mentioned, three kids. Mm-hmm. Your oldest is He's six. Six. Seven next okay. Month. So mm-hmm. the old enough to mm-hmm. pay attention and be right. like, How come I can't have some? Exactly. So we just basically say that this is a grown up drink and they get apple juice. So we all take communion together. So the I was like adults we have a glass of wine and kids we have apple juice and we really just have a glass of wine. Yeah. And, and yeah. it's it's not You're like not we're like dancing or, on the table. Yeah. So so they don't really see, you know, a difference in our behavior. They don't see like anything crazy happening. They're just like, oh, you get that juice and I get this juice mm-hmm. pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So your eldest mm-hmm. has, I, I don't think this is a secret, mm-hmm. he has had some some learning mm-hmm. uh, challenges, I'll say. And you have like just become this outspoken advocate how can I get my kids what they need how Mm -hmm. can I get my son what he needs how can I make sure he's in the school for him with teachers who understand him and like you wrote a book about it (laughs) and it's kind of amazing oh wow thank you it it is it's amazing um yeah talk about that a little bit like how you as a mom like just sort of because you're not you're not like a tiger mom. Like I don't know if that's a, a inappropriate thing to say, mm-hmm. but you know what I mean? Like you're not that helicopter parent. Yeah. You are first and foremost like how can I be there for my family? Yeah. So like I I had several years of like teaching high school where I saw students um who didn't know how to advocate for themselves. Mm. Who didn't have like I would say grit, you know, who like and I was just like, "Wow." When, you know, it's different when you sit across the table and IEP meeting and you're like a teacher versus like as a parent. parent. Like, and IEP is yeah, individualized it, 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 education yes. plan. And so like when your student has challenges. So my son has been diagnosed with um, sensory processing disorder and ADHD. And so a lot of it, like especially with sensory, like it's not a one size fits all. And it's like some things work for some kids and so that's those same things that for the kids have other kids that have sensory things, they don't work for them. So there was a couple of years of like, what are we like? How do we how do we help him? How do we do this? So we we had a village. Honestly, we had a village and like some really really tough times. Like as a parent, it was just like you want to be there for your kid, you want to help your kid. You didn't know how because I didn't see any books really on it. Right. I didn't see I didn't see any books of kids that look like mine. Right. I didn't. I was just like. Nobody really, everybody, a lot of people talk about autism, but they don't talk about like sensory processing mm. 
or like and then the ADHD it's not just like hyperactivity it's like there's so many other comorbidities that can happen with that too like anxiety and so um, my son was dealing with that and so Mm. it was just so much but we like and sometimes it's like a diagnosis is super scary for sure um and it also can be a relief yeah that's that's what I want to tell that's what I that's because it was scary I have friends that like you know they don't want to know you know but but also the diagnosis kind of like empowered us because we're like okay we know what this is now now we can like figure out how to work through this and so like uh the book came about from like um OT visits and like talking with our chiropractor and Hmm. like all these different things where I was like you know mom and dad are not going to be here all the time so you need to be able to like advocate for yourself you need to be able to regulate yourself and so like we did all of these things and then um I put it in a book form. I always say like it's download from heaven. Seriously, like it just downloaded to me like all these little did you rhyming do the illustrations. Actually, or? a former student Get did the illustrations. Out of here, that's amazing. Yeah, I'm so proud of her. And now she's getting so many requests. Love it. Yeah, it's so cool. And um, so so it I, came to you. Yeah, you put it on paper. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just for us. Mm-hmm. One of my friends came over who I hadn't seen in forever because of COVID. Yep. She has two kids diagnosed with um, autism. She read through the book and she's literally like weeping. And I was like, wow, this is for other people. So like the next week we put it out there and it's like insane. The response of like, it's available on Amazon, correct? (laughs) Yes. On Amazon, sensory seeking Sebastian. And so it's, it's just a little boy that talk that like talks about things that he can do when he's feeling a certain way. And, um, like that emotional regulation. Yeah. He didn't have that language. Like, but now Shiloh will be like, Mom, I think I need something, like, squishy today for school. Or I need my way to, you know, he's able to tell me what he needs. And I just, I'm just so proud of him. Do you read the book? I'm assuming the answer is yes, but I, I'm also wondering if there's more that you do. Do you read the book with your other two sons? Like, do they, like, we've been talking a lot mm-hmm. about the word equity, right? Mm-hmm. And how, as a classroom teacher, you know this, I'm a classroom teacher by trade, you can't treat all of your mm-hmm. students the exact same because yeah. they need different things. Yeah. So do you how do you talk to your your younger two sons about what the older brother needs? Yeah. So they kind of see how we because we say Shiloh, we use language like, how, do you need to regulate yourself? And even Chiago, my middle son, he's like, I think Shiloh needs to regulate. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> it's funny, but he as a middle like I've I've gotten a couple of different books like, and I have one for my middle child too because. Like it's, you know, I, I struggled with that fear of like, oh my God, all the attention is like on the uh-huh. oldest because right. like he needs the most support right now. And so, um, just like, I think incorporating, um, or inviting them into the process with their brother. So like, I, like, I really want them to be like best friends and like look out for each other as they grow. So I think hopefully, I don't know if I'm doing this right. None of like, we don't, kids don't come with manuals, you know? Yeah. So it's like I just really try to like um, incorporate them all together. Even Tiago, if he's like feeling sad, I love the Shiloh. School. How old is he now? He's like five. Five. Okay. Yeah, I was pregnant with him. Oh my god, crazy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So like I love that at Shiloh School they do zones of regulation, and so now we bring that into our household, oh, which is like, nice. are you in the red zone? How can you get out of the red zone? Or like that's the angry zone. Are you in the green or the blue? So we're able to use that language with like our other sons as well, not just like the sensory language. So they're like they're getting language. It's just a different type, you right, know. Right. Which is why 
Um, the book is so important for me, or it was that principle was so important for me um, to teach my kids to be able to like advocate for yourself, right? Because like as as much as we want equity and things, it's a slow process to get there. So sometimes you have to like initiate, like I need this in yes. order to be successful. Okay, you know? so we mentioned equity and. I didn't tell you ahead of time that I was going to ask this question because I'm just looking at you. And by the way, it's a shame that you all can't see Christia because she's stunning. Oh. No, seriously, I'm not just saying that. You know, fashion, but you you like radiate warmth. Mm -hmm. Like you you really do. Okay. And I know that gardening and and your faith and and music and everything that that is very like that's how you practice self care, right? Family mm -hmm. things like that. Do you feel like this idea of like self-care has been kind of like whitewashed and commandeered by yoga people and green juice drinking folks? I do you personally. Do. I do, but I don't know if if you feel like you can see cuz you mentioned yeah. your son not seeing himself mm -hmm. in the books that you were finding. Mm -hmm. Do you see yourself as a mom of 3, as someone who is faithful mm -hmm. do you see yourself in the wellness ads that are out there like I don't I don't see me. I don't see me I don't yeah I don't which is why I'm a huge I'm a huge advocate of advocating for yourself exactly you know if you don't see it produce it you know like I feel like we're here to solve solutions you know so if I'm seeing an issue with this I think that the reason that I might be passionate about it is because I, I'm supposed to do something about it. And so that's kind of how I approach approach things. Like if I don't see, like I didn't see my son in any of the, mm -hmm. any, anybody that he can relate to um, in books about sensory. So here you go, son, <laughs> you know. So what else do you have up your sleeve these days? I hear you're. Are you creating more experiences at your what what is happening? What are where are you at? There's so many things. Okay, I so know. I'm a seven on Enneagrams. So. so, you know, self-care for Christia is not sleep. I mean, it might be rest, yeah. but it's not sleep. So yeah. I mean you have a lot of projects. You do have projects. Where else are you making because that's what I, I hear that you and your family are creating space. Yeah. You you had I think amazing ideas and you might still have them on how do you create some space in Del Mar mm -hmm. and it, north of yeah. Del Mar. How do you, how do you make sure that there's this sense of connection? Yeah. Um, so we do a lot on our, on our, well, we haven't in the last, uh, no, we were doing a lot, but, yeah. but we have people like we have a, our house is next was next to a vacant lot that we purchased and we put a fence around it and developed our garden thanks to Nicole is there now she taught me how to garden and so so we we bring people I don't over I think that's true but I'll take the credit <laughs> we do we bring people over and so we are working on a few things this summer like I like I'm so boho you know like just like that's my style I think that that has to do with like that resting as well and so we're we're thinking of, of coming up with something that I'll, I'll keep you po I'll keep Please you posted do. on Please do. of like helping other people enter into like that rhythm of rest you know awesome yeah awesome yeah that will definitely keep you posted we got a lot going on my husband just released an album and so 
Um, and you were you sang and co-wrote? Well, I co-wrote six of the 12 songs that are on there. And so it's on Spotify. It's on um, YouTube, Apple Music. It's uh, Kenny DeShields, The Real Love Project. And so, yeah, that's something that we're just, it was just released last week. And so we're, we're still on that kind of high right now, <laughs> right now. So what is your let's let's uh, look into the the magic ball the mirror ball whatever you I don't know I'm terrible at, <laughs> you know sayings look look in the future okay okay where are you and your family in five years wow I mean hopefully you're here in St Louis because you bring a lot to this community but just in general where are you at in the next five years wow I haven't even thought about that but I yeah just, you're too busy I know yeah. right it's like it's like what are we doing tonight for dinner <laughs> like, <laughs> but hopefully we will still be able being able to like do what we love um which is write music that um touches the hearts of people it um music that transcends like culture that transcends race that transcends religion um hopefully we'll be still doing that and doing the things that we love and um connecting with people that's like I, I, my husband and I we have like the our we feel like our spiritual gifts is like hospitality and so oh I totally would agree yeah. I would totally agree so, with that yes um you know just um we're 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 on the board of an organization that is huge um when as re, as it regards to racial reconciliation in Ferguson mm. this past weekend we had we had a table where everyone was invited everyone was honored Everyone um, was able to, like, speak the truth, their truth. Mm. But the goal was to – we had a meal together, and the goal was to – you can get offended at the table, but don't leave the table offended. So mm. we are – we feel like we're bridges, and so hopefully we'll be able to be bridges, continue on to be bridges to make this world a better place, you know, and the, and the little, you know, amount of influence that we have. So that, that's kind of where I see us in, in five years, and teaching our kids to do the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why I knew you would be the perfect person to come on and talk <laughs> about mom life. Because I think you embody what I don't see mm. out out there about what it means to be a mom. And I, I just don't think that that's – maybe I'm looking in the wrong spots. But I think that you embody what it means to be a mom, which mm. is to put your kids and your family – not first, right? Like not ahead of you, but – to, to make it intentional yeah. and to create connection and space. It's like, what, what are you, what, what are you going to do in life? That's going to last. That's going to have a lasting impact. You know, I would say one thing, cause it's not easy to be a parent, you know, but um, just like, I think 20, one thing that 2020 taught us is that we're meant for connection, mm. you know, and not being ashamed or afraid to, to like reach out to people for help. Right. Um, Like making those connections to like, to your village, your people, you know, I think that is so important. If 2020 taught us anything, we need each other. We do. Yeah. Well, I love the idea about the table uh, in Ferguson, and you are welcome back to our prevent thank table <laughs> anytime. Uh, thank you well, so thank much you. for joining us. And if you like more of, um, if you like this conversation, if you want more substantive conversations about like real life stuff, please subscribe to this podcast so thank you so much thank you thank you so much for having me you're welcome